Hi there, welcome to Series 2 of the Release the Sound podcast, where we talk all things prophetic worship. I'm Raymond Waterman, and it is my passion to empower, to educate, encourage, and equip you to release a sound of heaven that transforms the communities that you are a part of. So stay tuned, listen to some amazing guests, and be blessed. Thanks for joining me. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Release the Sound podcast. I am so excited about today because I get to interview a very dear friend, but someone who is more than that, has taken up an incredible space in worship across the globe. You are going to love listening to the words of wisdom from my friend Darlene Check. But before I go all frenzy, I want to do the proper introduction to honour you, Dals. I mean, everybody knows you. Everybody loves you. I do really want to do a proper introduction. Can I just say a little bit? Just a little got, tiny bit. Got, I'm going to time you. You got okay. You ready? <laughs> All right. Everybody loves Darlene. You probably know her from Shout to the Lord, the song that's sung by millions of churchgoers. But my favorite thing about Mark and her husband, Darlene, is that they are senior pastors of Hope Unlimited Church, OPC, on the Central Coast of Beautiful church, one of my favorite places to be at, such a family. And Darlene, I just love how ever since I've known you, I mean, it's decades now, my goodness, because we're yeah, old, <laughs> but you've always been about the business of raising up others. You've never been about promoting yourself and it's inspiring and I love it. And that's why I wanted you to be on today, because I think that it's so easy for people to become enamored with the business of worship, you know, and I don't want a generation to be raised up thinking that that's the way it is. And so it's an honor to have you today. It's such an honor to be here. And I honor you because, as I said to you before, I just love watching what God is doing through your life and through your obedience. Thank you. God is good. You know, He, I love that He never stops using us. There's no retirement plan with Jesus. No. Is there? It's just Even wonderful. with my gray hairs that I just got, <laughs> no, there's no retirement plan with Jesus. Well, it's looking pretty good. Those that can't see, Darlene's hair is looking pretty good. <laughs> Thank you, hairdresser. I've got some questions here, but we'll see what happens because, you know, as I was preparing all of this, the thing I got excited about, I started to have flashbacks of times when we were in the same room together and I might share some of those things. You probably won't remember this, but I have this very vivid memory of the first time I met you was at some festival. We were doing a festival in Queensland. Can't even remember what (laughs) festival it was. And we, we had to stay overnight in one of the bunk rooms and someone just said, we're putting you in with Darlene Check. Do you know Darlene Check? Yeah, two singers uh, in this two room. Yeah, the guitarist was my friend Carol, who was a guitarist. And she was in the middle. There was three bands, and you were on one end, and I was on the other end. And we talked till about three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And the guitarist was in the middle, and you were just like, I'm a mum of two kids. I'm, I'm working with, I'm working in the motorcycle shop. And I hate it so much, your husband's shop. And and I was, and you were like, we live in this apartment that's so expensive, but we love where we, not apartment, a house. And we were just chatting about life and just chatting about what God was doing in our churches. And I remember halfway through, it must have been about two o'clock in the morning, the guitarist, Carolyn, was like, 
can you guys please be quiet? We have to get up really early for a church service tomorrow. And we were like, oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> Carolyn. If you're listening. <laughs> so that, that's my memory of you as I remember just how happy and full of joy the Lord you were. You weren't enamored by anything that was going on and that's never changed. And so I would love to know, let's just fast track now to okay. 2023, the time of recording this podcast. Yeah. You've gone the distance, you've done years of worship and pastoring. What does worship look like for you now? Worship expression look like for you now? Mm, it's a good question. It's very it's very different in some ways and then very the same in others. You know, when I think about the worship of God, I don't think about the platform. Mm. So, you know, when I think about the worship of God, I think about that Romans 12, my life poured out. And so that is the, that's still the constant for me. I think I'm still, I get in awe of his presence. I'm still very in awe of his presence, the nearness of God. So those things are, are, are the same. I, in many ways, I feel like I'm still new on the journey. Wow. And how to apply bravery in this season and a new confidence. As far as worship and song goes, you know, I still lead sometimes. I mm. My joy is raising up and releasing other people. So, you know, even yesterday at one of our, we're doing a meeting at church and they're like, we want you to lead on this night at our conference coming up. And I'm like, that'd be stupid. <laughs> it just shocked me that they wow. wanted me to come lead. And I'm like, you don't have to have me there. I'm just wow. trying to raise and release you know, another generation and beyond. But I'm still writing, still mm. helping to lead the teams at our church more exactly. in practical ways, helping some of the worship leaders. I'm just putting together a legacy project. I haven't done wow. a project in years, and it's 30 years since Shout to the Lord. Wow. So I've got a new project with remixing and re-approaching a whole bunch of old songs and then some new songs in there too. So like I'm just praying my every day is an offering of worship mm. and there's, you know, the music. I love worship music. I me love too. what it does. I love how it gathers our souls heavenward. You know, it silences noise. I mm. I love all of that. I love the authority that it kind of puts into an atmosphere. I love that it tells chaos to sit down and shut up. You know, I, I love that worship and song. So I think I'll be involved in it in one way or another mm. the day I take my last breath. I hope so anyway. You might have to wheel me out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think everyone, including me, hopes that you're doing it until that day because there's something beautiful when you lead. I think the last time I was at Hope You See, you were leading worship actually. And I was like, this is a treat. This is special, you know. And I don't mean that in a way of I was paying attention to you. Yeah. It was more that what you carry, there's just... You know what you carry? It's acceptance. Mm. That's what it feels like when you're leading. It's like big arms coming mm. around the congregation and going, Jesus loves you. So I hope you never stop. I mean, he gave me that picture years and years ago because I went to the Lord and how do I lead worship? You know, it was getting very starry, you know, yes. very celebrity. How do I lead worship in the midst of this? Mm. Uh, this is very uncomfortable. And he just gave me this really clear picture. He said, I want you to wash their feet. Just wow. wash their feet. So when you get up to lead them, you love them. 
you just love them to me and you metaphorically you wash their feet get right yeah. under get on your face if you have to get right underneath wash people's feet it's kind of the way i approached it ever since and so it doesn't really matter if there was film crews and paparazzi and silliness and authenticity like all mixed in together wash their feet darling that's beautiful and I see the image as you say it, the question that comes to my mind, how hard that must have been in some settings when people don't understand because there was a season there when Shout the Lord came out. I mean, it was massive. It was yeah. just across the globe. You couldn't right. walk, you know, I know you couldn't walk out into some places, you know. Right. What was it like to have that kind of posture when people didn't understand you or didn't understand your heart. Have you got any stories around that? Let me um, ask you an easy question. <laughs> Look, I take this in the right way. In, we're not here to please man yeah. or to earn people's approval. Mm-hmm. So actually the people that I listen to would be my small game, my tribe, my family, my my friends, my accountability in God, friends, and, and the rest of the stuff, it has to just, you know, I think that's why we need to be oily, right? Mm. We need to be oily Christians so that yeah. all the wrong stuff just slips off. You know, sometimes it could be a bit heavy. I, mm. I have been known to walk out to lead worship and I just felt like I couldn't crack the cameras and the, so I've stopped everything and said, okay, have a good look. Like I've been going, have a good look, get it out of your system, wow. take your picture, phones away. Wow. I and love that. I don't know my, my capacity for grace just kind of read out. Wow. Because I'm not, I've left my family at home. Yes. And I'm not here to entertain you. So either put your camera down or we're going for an early dinner. <laughs> you know, you want people to encounter God and that's what, yes. that's what we're doing. So wow, I love that. I love that you didn't shy away from that because Oh, I did at first. It took me a few years to find yeah. my voice. It took me a long time to find my voice, actually. But anyway, that's a whole other podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Maybe we'll have to have you back yeah. if you'll come back. But that that because that's an amazing topic. And I just love that you pushed for that because I, I don't know if it's this season in my life, but I am very the only word I can use is motherly. Like when I come into places and I see the Lord doing something that's emerging that I can see the hand of God on. Like I reckon nine times out of 10, I see it fizzle out before it starts because people get enamored by all those things. Yeah. And I have become fiercely protective of friends of mine and people around me where I see something emerging and I see them kind of getting a bit, and it can often be unintentional, but they get caught up in it. They get caught up in the the frazzled pace, the demands, pressure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, what would you say to a, a worship team, a worship artist that maybe is emerging like that? Mm. And all of a sudden there's tugs on them and there's attention, the spotlights on them. How do we keep our heart postured to the Lord in seasons like that? I mean, I think I'm gonna flip it. I'm gonna yeah. flip the question. And talk to the leaders and the shepherds mm, of all these amazing people that we are putting on platforms and entrusting 
yeah. with others' prayers. Because remember, we're trying to release a prayer from yes. people, help them find their voice in in prayer and worship. Yeah, so I would say to the shepherds and the the pastors and teams, you know, do have good systems in place mm-hmm. where people can talk about the things they're struggling with. I'm struggling with the attention or you can say to them, hey, I can see that you're enjoying that moment to say a little bit too much. Make sure that you've got that kind of culture in a world where celebrity and everything is, it's just everywhere. We can't run from it. We yes. can't hide in a corner. Right. Be something different. We can yeah. be in the midst of it in the world, but not of it. Yeah. So to do that, I just see we need each other, Roma. I think I need you to say to me if there's something you see that's a little bit off, hey, could I talk to you about something? And me see it as love, not judgment. Yeah, it's really you know, good. It's, you know, and I think it's that maturing of the saints so that we can step in to the season we are in. I mean, we are in it right now. So yeah. that's what I would say. I love that work because what you're talking about is consecration making the focus consecration and holiness and it it is a pastor's responsibility to make sure because I I do think worship teams that jump into the limelight like that whether they mean to or not whatever happens there's just something around music that can do that and pastors can even be a bit intimidated yeah so they don't want to rock the boat they don't want to get anyone's feelings hurt, but it's like, no, 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 this is a, this is just another part of the body. We need pastoring. Yeah. We need pastoring. We need shepherds who love us enough. Mm. We need mothers and fathers to love us I enough love that. to tell us the truth. You yeah. know, I I heard an amazing quote the other day and I tell you, I'm just going to say it till I die. Come on, and that, tell and me. It was the mistake we've made is trying to raise sons and daughters when we should be raising mothers and fathers. Yeah, yeah. Because when it's a mother and a father, a son and a daughter will serve you for the rest of their life, but a mother and a father will go and disciple and replicate and take responsibility, you know, for their part of what's going to happen in the kingdom. And that's really changed my mindset. I'm like, am I raising sons and daughters or am I raising mothers and fathers? Like when I look at this person who I'm training, am I teaching them how to be a trainer themselves, you know? And so, yeah, anyway, I don't know. I just threw that in when you were saying about raising mothers and fathers. That's very cool. Okay. I love songwriting. I'd love to talk about some songwriting right now and just maybe a couple of questions I've got. One is what does songwriting look for you right now? I mean, you never stop writing. You're still writing amazing songs. Well, I'm writing songs. <laughs> oh, they're always amazing. And, you know, I, I write first for just in worship at the piano. Yeah. And that's, I guess that's what I've always learned. It's got to be overflow. Yes. Right? It, it can't, I, well, look, some people can write for projects and, and yeah. I just think that is amazing. Yeah. And there was probably a time in my life if, if someone said, probably could still do it now if they said, I need a song in an hour. I need this and this. I could probably do it. Yeah. I mean, that's how I wrote Worthy is the Lamb. Wow. 
was like, we need a communion song. No one could find one. Wow. Like, I'll try and write one. It's very simple. Cross, Lord, they, you know, it's simple. Yeah. So I could probably still do that. It may not be a great song, but for me, it's like I need to just sit at the piano, yeah. get my heart where it needs to be. I don't know if it's musical lyrics first or melodies. Mm. I have phone just full of songs. Yes. I try to discipline myself once a month to go through and have a little listen to is there something there yeah. worth keeping. I mean, I'll sing. Sometimes, you know, I'm getting ready for the day and I'm, I hear a melody and I run and sing it into my phone and then go back to that. I just, that it's that constancy. I've created space now that a few years ago I didn't really have space. Yeah. Created space now because it is a value and you will find time for the things that are valuable to you. Mm, wow. So it's I've good. created space because it is valuable to yeah. me and to Mark and to our story, you Beautiful. know. So, yeah, I just keep writing. I love writing with other people. Yes. You know, so, you know, I just sent some ideas off to a friend of mine just a couple of days ago and, you know, just go back and forward, fine-tuning each other's ideas. I love that. I'm always better with other people. Yeah. So that's kind of my process and I'll always get someone else, get Mark to check lyrics and, is this in the Bible? (laughs) I'll be if it isn't, please. (laughs) How honest is is he when Ted, whenever I show Ted songs, yeah. He'll go like this. He'll go, it's okay. <laughs> and I'll be like, this is like the best thing I've ever written. And he's like, nah, it's actually pretty, it's like maybe about a four. And then I just die. I'm like, how can this be a four? But I love that he's about the only person that's like massively honest. Yeah. What's Mark like? Yeah. He's really honest. And so is Zoe. She's very yeah. honest. So is Ames. Like my girls are. Yeah, they'll tell me. It's good. Yeah. She sent my girls a little text and said, hey, if I'm going to include some songs in this project, what songs would you like me to include? You know, and so that was interesting as well. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Oh, that's Mm. very cool. Yeah. I I love that your kids, like I find for me, my kids are my, they keep me grounded. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to writing. I've got some video of Asa, my youngest, when he was maybe four or five, I was trying to write a song and he is just following me around the house going, stop singing. I don't like your voice. <laughs> yeah, they're the truth tellers in our yes. days, aren't they? I remember they are. at the end of one worship night and I just couldn't stop. You know, sometimes you just yes. can't stop. And in a little lull, when everything went quiet, you hear Chloe above everything go, oh, mum, she goes on and on and on. <laughs> We're pretty much finished after that. I love it. I'm going to McDonald's, get me out of this place, I'm putting it for hours. And I'm like, oh, I love our kids. I do too. They definitely keep us grounded. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, okay, so talk me about that yeah. and the songwriting space. I wonder what you think about some of the songs now, like what, what, what are, I don't like the mentality of something's wrong. I never, ever do that. I always say, Lord, what's missing when it comes to me? You know, it's not like what's wrong, what's missing. Is there anything that writers that are listening to this podcast right now that you'd say, we need more songs like this? 
at the yeah. moment? Is there anything that comes to mind? It's hard to say, isn't it? Because algorithms send us so few artists. Yes. They just send us this little mini. Yes. It's like, oh, if they're not doing it, then it mustn't be good. Wow. Yet actually, if you step back from that algorithm for a little bit, you find like the other night, I actually put it on Instagram. I was just coming home from church and we'd had this beautiful night. And I, just on my phone, I don't know why, just on my car starts this song from Red Rocks Worship from Psalm yes. 23. I, I nearly had to pull over. Wow. It was so beautiful. And it just reminded me, you know, mm. that there is just so many magnificent writers who are really hearing from God right now for now. So I would say open your radar a little bit and maybe don't always just go to the US. You know, Europe, there's amazing things happening in Europe and, you know, there's amazing things happening around the world. So, But I I write down, you know, songs that welcome the Holy Spirit. Mm. Like when I heard that new Planet Shakers song, oh, what's it called, Holy Spirit? I've been singing it all day. Anyway, when I first heard it, it's only it's a fairly new one, I think. And when we sang it in church, it was like I could feel as if there were a starving people and they just got some food. And I just think right now, because of what God's doing across the earth, you know, through the power of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. songs that really welcome, not allow, but welcome. Wow. Spirit. That's all I'll say on that. Yes. It really, there's something very powerful mm-hmm. about that right now. I think, you know, we've got to have songs that simply reveal the greatness of God. Remember that worship removes the barriers. It gives our hearts a way to focus on the worship of Christ. Mm-hmm. So, you know, songs about my feelings about the Bible you know, I, right now I just don't want them in yeah. congregations. It's like when we're just not there. We yeah. have songs that help us draw near and to remove our self thoughts. Yeah, because it's often it's the self thoughts that actually yeah. our view of Christ. It's like okay, so you know that's what I would say. Dig deep, writers. Dig your mm. wells deep. You know, I'm happy to dig deep right now. I I tend to find myself in the same well. <laughs> it's just who I am, right, when I'm writing. And I'm having to dig deep for just that deep cause unto deep, those mysteries mm. of God, mm. that he welcomes, he invites us into those mysteries. Wow. But he He doesn't give them to casual worshippers. He's, mm. he's like, no, I want you to dig this deep with me. And I'll show you some beautiful things on the way. I love that. You I can love that when a writer's been with Jesus, you know. Yes. Yes. You know what song I think of when you say that? And we had Dustin Smith on the podcast a couple of months ago. Oh. And he talked about, you know, I just want to speak. Yeah. Name of Jesus. And I mean, even before I knew who wrote that song, I could just tell when I sang it, this is a person that's been with Jesus. So when you say what you just said, that's exactly how I'm like, I can tell there's a story. Someone's oh, had yeah. a story. Oh, yeah. You know? Honestly, I think that's why Shout to the Lord was so powerful. I mean, I love your story. I, maybe you should share that. Maybe some people don't know the Shout story. The Lord's story. It was just, <laughs> it was simple. Like we were in a 
pretty tough time from business point of view. We were really wanted to be like we were full-time ministry, full-time business, you know, no money, no nothing. But my girls were just little and I just, there was a lot of hard stuff going on. And I sat at the piano, the piano my parents gave me when I was five. Wow. And it literally, between Psalm 96 and Psalm 100 is that song. And I I can't even take credit for writing it. It just kind of, I just sang it. It's beautiful. And, you know, it just was, it was just like I, the girls were playing in the room. I, I knew the pressure of the bills were over there. I knew my heart wanted to be at church. And I just remember, my Jesus, my Savior. It's like, what what do I know to do when when I feel pressured into a smallness and fear. Amazing. We worship. We worship, you know, and the funny part of that song is it took me so long to play it to anybody. And when I finally did, you know, I had them turn with their backs turned toward me. <laughs> and I'm like, my Jesus, change it if you like. I know it's not very <laughs> my Savior. I did that through the whole song. And I remember Jeff Bullock at the end, he turned around, he's like, Charles, I don't want to change a thing. Oh. I'm so sorry. You're just being really nice. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. That, that is such a beautiful story. And, and I think my favorite part about that story is actually it wasn't about an album. It wasn't about oh, making no. it. It was the overflow of your worship to Jesus. And oh, yeah. that's just, you know, I actually feel like. We, we can do that well. Like in churches where there is a very strong worship culture, mm-hmm. we do the worship part well, but we don't make the same amount of room for the songwriting part because a lot of times these cultures are very fast, they're very busy, very full, there's lots of events. And so we really concentrate on, you know, what's God doing? Let, let's serve him. In the moment. Yes. The moment. Yeah. And that means then that songwriting doesn't get the same kind of airspace, you know. People say to me, are you still writing? And I think, gosh, I, I write every week, but I don't have any other intention, but I just love it. I just love singing to Jesus, you know, and I. Some of those songs, right? Now, yeah. I'd probably better for it. I should. I should. It'd be good. Yeah. I And I, I will. I mean, like you, I was, I was actually having a look at some of my songs on my voice things. Yeah. And there's like 300 voice memos oh, yeah. and I'm like, oh, it bought me Jesus. Yeah. I need to actually make go the time. Them one by one. Oh. Now, is this anything? Is this a verse or a chorus or is yeah. this minimal? Here's a weird question. Have you ever dreamed a melody? Yes. And then woke up and recorded it? Yes. Really? I yeah. love that. I feel like that's straight from heaven when that happens. It's just like. Yes. Yeah. I, I think. That That is often me in the morning when I wake up and it's something is so strong in me and, and the discipline is to record it because you think, oh, I'll remember that. Well, God bless you if you do, but me, I need to get it in the moment. Yeah, I know, I'm with you. So I'm like, God, if you sang that over me last night, could you repeat it? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't, li- I was listening, but I didn't record it. I oh, know I'm with you. I've had times when I've gone, that is the most beautiful melody I've ever heard. I will absolutely remember that in the morning. And then I wake up and I can't remember any yeah. of it. And I'm like. Although you oh. have a funny moment. Like there, one of our guys, I remember him leaving me this voice message. 
does. I would never say this, but I think I've just written the greatest song I've ever written, right? Yes, I'm going to send it to you and I'll talk to you in the morning. It was like, because I got the voice memo in the morning and it'd be like 2 a.m. for him. Yeah. So like, oh, next voice memo. I can't wait to hear this. And then I hear, hey, Dals. No, it's not the great. Oh, I love it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Have a great day. <laughs> yes, sometimes the night hours deceive us. That's for sure. I've been there, yes. There's been a few times when I've gone, oh, what's this? You know what I did the other day is I went back to like 2015. When I'm going to have a listen to some of these. And yeah. I'm like, this is so bad. Yeah. Why did I think this was good? I, I should do an album called The Worst. <laughs> Might be really popular. Yeah. I've written a good fair share of really <laughs> Well, that's, hey, that's I was inspiring. Gonna, <laughs> I was going to say something about there's something that I like in worship and mm. I see this growing across the earth, you know, people in the midst of encountering God through worship, just because worship declutters everything, you know, it just yeah. Love that. Front and center and seeing people healed, seeing people, you know, crying out to God and getting emotionally healed in worship. And I think what I would say to all the worship leaders out there, expect it. Expect it. You don't need to stop. It's just this is what is happening. And it's increasing, you know. Over this last 20 years, you can feel like the, the glory of God rising. Yes. Like the oceans cover the seas. But I think our expectation has got to lift as leaders of worship. You know, I'm always talking to our teams at the moment about getting brave again. Yes. Being like Joshua again, like be brave and very courageous. Remember God's given you this. This is part of our inheritance. This is this is what we were born to do. The Spirit of God is not waiting for his favorite song. It's like he's just wow. waiting for people who want to encounter him. So let's go. Mm. And I just feel to say to worship leaders and and anyone who facilitates that that worship encounter, music directors and and vocalists and musicians, it's like expect the miraculous. That's amazing. Expect the miraculous. I one of the things that I'm seeing more and more, people send me videos of special needs kids. Yeah. It's literally people who've never uttered a word, never been able to move their bodies, or and then in God's presence, as they find like a, a godly, a heaven melody, and you hear them start to sing out and you see their little crippled hands wow. and their heads are up and they're laughing and wow. you're like, this is just so miraculous. Like expect the miraculous. And I see we're just going to see this more and more and more. And That's we're going beautiful. to see the very, the very famous and ones who nobody knows their name but God. And it's worship is the great leveler. Wow. We stand as humanity before our most holy God and just expect mm. the miraculous. That's exciting. My like, spirit's coming alive as you say that. Yeah. Oh, it's just been, you know, I've received lots of flack from leading worship in the most crazy places. But what I know is that, you know, whether it's been in various presidents' offices, in Vatican, in 
and wow. I received death threats over leading worship in the Vatican. And I'm like, people, gosh, it's, we we need to be declaring the name of our God. So everywhere, pipe down, Chachi. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, as we start to declare the name of Jesus, it's, it truly is the great leveler. It's like, yeah. okay, and there is God's nearness. It's the same. Yeah. It's the same. It's not better or worse. It's he is who he is. He is our God. His nearness is the same. And people are people. It doesn't matter where they sit or where they don't sit. People are people and they need Jesus and they need mm-hmm. to encounter his presence. So be brave. You know, don't listen to the noise. There's so much noise around yes. right now. Worship needs to be louder than any noise that mm-hmm. is going on from the government or from yeah. If just all the chaos, it's raining, trying to rain. It doesn't rain, but it's trying to. So worship has just never been so important that it is that it is clear and concise, mm-hmm. that you know why you are doing what you are doing. And once you have that, a confidence comes. It's beautiful. And you can stand and declare and announce the glory of God. Mm, I love that. That's your job. Wow. I love that you've highlighted that and this whole healing oh, focus because I've been sensing that too. That yes. there's a I actually had a dream that the that the next wave of the Holy Spirit across the earth was a healing wave, and I know lots of other people have said that too. But the first place I go to when I dream things like that is, well, what does that mean for worship? Yeah, what does that mean? That means that like I I believe when we have dreams like that or we have senses like that. That's the Lord going, what are you going to do about it? I'm revealing something here. What are you going to do about it? What's your part to play? So songs about healing, I love that, that if any of you listening, that's what we need right now is songs that really declare the the healing power of Jesus. We need it more than ever. We have too. You know, we have this authority and and we've got to step out in it. Yes. You know, don't just bring a beautiful melody, although that is wonderful. Yes. But bring a revelation that you oh, have yeah. to the table. Amen. That's so Amen. wise. Everything. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Mm. You know, with that in mind, what do you, I'd love to know what you think. And I've got memories of times when we've been in rooms together when this has taken place, but like the spontaneous song of the Lord. I'm I'm almost hesitant, and I know that the podcast is a podcast on prophetic worship. But in the very first episode, I say all worship really is prophetic. You can't just say that. Like we're almost making it a genre when it's not. Like worship is prophetic. We are being led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But what what do you feel about that? Because it's almost emerged in the last twenty years as a genre now. Hasn't it? Like they're that spontaneous, yeah. soaking kind of. Yeah. I'd love to hear your wisdom or anything about it's, that. I don't know if it's wisdom. My your Bible tells us that we're all prophetic, we're prophetic yes. people, right? Yes. Only because we have the Spirit of God. So there's yes. a measure in each one of us that has that measure in us. But I think not everyone has to sing a prophetic song. Yes. I don't think everyone has to do that but everyone has to step out in the prophetic together. Fantastic. As worshippers. Yeah. If we're going to lead a movement that that gives like 
absolute freedom of of expression to that accurate prophetic song, then whatever's happening around that also needs to be prophetic, but we've got to be together. It's not, I'll be prophetic now. Yeah. (laughs) You guys just sit on the sea. Yeah. <laughs> Let me be prophetic. It's like you know, no, we you're gonna you're gonna make room as musicians, as vocalists, you're gonna make room for that the clarion call voice in the so moment. Rich. But we have to be prophetic together. We have to be. And so yeah. you can practice that. If you're not confident, yes. that's you know, in rehearsals. Go on a journey. See what God does. Welcome the Holy Spirit. Let's say, let's go. Never done this before. Let's have a go at it. And just see what he does. Hear what the Holy Spirit says. Maybe the drummer has something that he wants to play. Maybe it's like play with it. See what happens. Think about some chord progressions that are going to release everyone into something really special. Practice it so that when you get there, wherever it is there is, you've already been there together. It's like, okay, this is not just brand new territory. We are ready. We are expectant. Really good. Yeah. It brings a confidence. Yeah. It, I love that you're saying that because I think a lot of people think that that prophetic spontaneous is spontaneous, but actually you, you can practice being prophetic just like we practice to be led by the Holy Spirit. You've got to walk the path, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, you do. And, you know, our lives are the rehearsal, right? Yeah. Yeah. As far as I'm not meaning it's the rehearsal for the real thing. I'm saying out musically and from a worship yes. perspective, every time we're in worship, we're preparing. We're preparing for the moments and releasing others into moments too and being, you know, being the greatest support person in the room. Love it. Yeah. I love it. I, you know, what's coming to mind is something someone said to me that really set me free as a worship leader. And because I think you can see people that have a real power and anointing on them as a worship leader, as a writer, and go, well, I don't look quite like that or I don't sound quite like that, so I mustn't be hashtag prophetic, right, which I hate that because what you just said is, and it's so true, everybody is prophetic. We all have the spirit of prophecy on us because of Jesus. And, yeah, and but this person said to me once, you're either a worship leader who prophesies or you're a prophet who leads worship, yeah. and it, that looks different. Yeah, and that's okay. Really good. And I mean, so me friend. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I I would st- I, for years and years I stood next to Miriam Webster. Yeah, Miriam Webster Bell, and she's living her best life. Yes, and I'm just so happy for her. But she has a sharper prophetic gift mm-hmm. than I do. And it's always a privilege to stand by her. And I I could lead people in worship and step out here and there, but then we always both knew when there was a moment. And then I would just lead the band, you know, with my simple signals and she would go. Wow. And and bring that like real fine yeah. sword. But that was both of us operating in knowing who we are in Christ. Yeah. It's not a competitive thing. It's like she released me into what I do best and I release her into what she does best and together, you know, it's just so beautiful. That's beautiful. And that flow and 
And, but that's the body. I love that. That's the body, you know, but we didn't just come up with that on a platform. Like we would walk and pray for years, years, pray around these things. God, give us insight. God, trust us. God, show us. God, teach us, you know, for years. And, and that's, then when we got onto a platform, it was just like, oh, the overflow on it. It's so fun. Yeah. Wow. I I mean, that makes me really emotional. And I think part of it is too because you're making room for each other's gifts. Yes. And I think we need that in worship teams more than ever. Like if we're trying to brand or have a style or go, it needs to look like this. And I, I like I totally understand culture and all that stuff. So I'm not like dragging that down. But the idea that someone else might carry something different and it, and that as we come together, that's where the fullness of something beautiful can take place. I just, I want to encourage everyone listening to do that because <laughs> sometimes we don't see it. We just see the the one person or the same people doing it and they're awesome and they're anointed. But, but what would happen if we made room? For those gifts that are a little bit. Preferred one another. Yeah. As we are asked to do. And, you know, I I think of it, the best orchestra, you know, there's moments that individual instruments stand out. Yeah. But when they're at their pinnacle, it's just when they're all in movement and there's the master conductor and every, there's a fulfillment and an enjoyment in there that you don't get just doing your own thing. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah, so I love that thought. And there's so many scriptures that actually when you look back in the Hebrew and it talks about the bell or the sound or the mm. or the clear note or that it's like, oh, God, <laughs> mm. it, all, it all weaves in together, hey. It all, oh, I love it. Well, and it's just so powerful. I, I pinch myself every day that God chose <laughs> us to be worshippers. I think it's the best job in the world. I really do. You know, I know. it's I beautiful. Know. Yeah. Oh, Dales, look, I could talk to you all day, but I won't because I know you have other things to do. But this has been so full of wisdom and I just thank you for being the person that you are. I mean, you know, you're talking about making room for other people. You've always made room for me. You always embraced me. You're Easy always, to make room for, girls. I, I value you. I value who you are. and I know more songs are coming. I just feel like there's just more, yeah. more fruitfulness on your ministry yeah. because you. of the heart that you have to make room for others. I just feel like God makes room for you. It just keeps expanding your territory and we get to cheer you on and be a part of it simply because we're here. So Thank I'm you. just excited about what's well, I'm going excited. to come. I'm really excited about this, about miracles. Me too. Oh, yeah. And look, even for those listening, before we go, just yeah. you know, if you need a miracle, I just mm-hmm. speak Jesus. blood of Jesus and the body of Jesus yes. and his resurrection power yes. over your body. And I just declare that you are healed and whole. Sorry. You know that. You know, it was off and on when I was in that journey of cancer and yeah, there were times that I was just so sick. But, you know, I just learned to lead worship, to 
sit on a stool, declare the goodness of God. Because right. we're living in a world now that, you know, if all the stars aren't aligned, you know, your voice isn't properly warmed up and you're, you're not having got your right outfit and mm. I'm not feeling as rested and, you know, I'm just working through a few things. I'm like, stop it. Stand up. You know, I read today about Peter and just how he just put his hand in this woman who had died and just gently said, get up. I'm lifting you up. He said, I'm lifting you up. And she comes to life. There's something about, you know, not being silly, but there's something about just declaring the greatness of God over your flesh, mm. over the circumstances. Amen. I'm not going to wait till I process it all. I'm just like, no, God, your word is clear and true, and I'm going to follow hard after you. And, you know, I just encourage people, if you're needing a miracle, go and lead some worship. Mm, wow. Do you the world of good. Is that so, I love that. It's impossible to please God and faith is uncomfortable. Yeah. It really is. Having so faith good. sometimes is so uncomfortable. So anyway, with all my heart, oh. believe for the impossible because we're in these days. So Yeah. Love you, Darlene. Thank you. Thank you again. And I know you won't let me ask this question, but if anyone wants to find out more about what Darlene's up to, just go to Insta or go to darlingchurch.com. I even know, to be honest. <laughs> I know, that's why I didn't ask you. You'll be like, you're like me with people after like, oh, Insta. gosh. I am on Insta. Just follow, look up my name. It's very yeah. boring. It, <laughs> it's I, not boring. Know, it's, I love following it's, it's you. It's our life. It's raw and it's real. So, yeah. It's beautiful. It's the way it should be. And uh, we just bless you, darling. Thank you for investing Thanks, into honey. worshipers and more to come. Hey, watch this space. Yeah. Amen. All right. Thanks so much for listening to Release the Sound, a podcast on prophetic worship. If you're hungry for more, head to romawaterman.com where you can check out my book, Releasing Heaven's Song, Singing Over Your Nation for Breakthrough and Revival. It includes activations that you can use with your team or even on your own. And I've also got an online school where we have several courses on the prophetic, worship, spirituality and creativity. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. And until then, I pray that you will release the song of heaven over your family, your church, and even your nation. And I look forward to sharing with you in the next Release the Sound Prophetic Worship Podcast.